Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to 11 Personnel, live from the Music City, Nashville, Tennessee, where I am in a hotel bar, and Luckett is in our hotel room, and we are getting ready to hang out with uh, our good pals Mark Stoops and Kirk Ferentz. Luckett, I know you're excited to hear what Kirk has to say today. Yeah, I think it's going to be a heck of a coach speak press conference here. Nick, um, the other team plays hard. We play hard. Real discipline. Fast, physical football game. Yeah. Yeah. Which? Respect the way Iowa plays. Respect the way Kentucky plays. Yeah. Well, that's what we're going to get at the at the Gaylord. The game is uh, – like there was part of me or the last time we spoke on a podcast, uh, Monday night or Tuesday night. I don't know. The days are kind of running together. But on the football podcast, it was like, you know, maybe this could be a, a fun little shootout. Maybe there could be some some defensive touchdowns, or I just the one bit of coach speak that I'm going from Mark Stoops this week is uh, they're going to play close to the vest, and I I, I think we we're going to see more Destin Wade rushing attempts than passing attempts. There might be some fun stuff in the script, but like it, I I can't see them deviating too much from a traditional kind of. Let's run it down your throat approach. I think what you're alluding to there is talking to him this week. Um, he said he's spending more time over there, making sure we're doing what we can do. Yes, that yeah. that's the word. <laughs> when when people they do not want Mark Stoops, his they do not want his fingers all over the offense. Typically, he pushes back on that. Right? He's like, I'm too busy to be dealing with those offensive guys. What are you talking about? I'm not I'm not handcuffing the offensive coordinator. This week, he's like, Yeah, I'm a part of the game plan. So. Um, yeah, I think, like Nick, I think both sides are in the same boat here. Um, where I think you can maybe get some creative stuff early. Um, if it doesn't work, both head coaches are going to be like, all right, hit the brakes here. Let's play defense. Let's run the ball. Let's see if that other quarterback makes the big mistake first so we don't have to push it. Yes. Um, Iowa plays like that. I mean, they're very used to winning games 13 10 like that. I mean, like the Nebraska game got away from them because Nebraska was able to hit explosive plays. Um, and for me, Nick, like that's really that's really Kentucky's mm-hmm. chance in this game. Yeah. I think Iowa's got the better defense. I think they've got the better kicking game. Uh, quarterback is a wash as we know it right now. We just don't know what we're getting from mm-hmm. either party. And they've got the better tailback and better tailback situation with Caleb Johnson, who's ran for over – who's averaging over 100 yards a game, right at six yards per carry in the last five games for Iowa. That's good. 
So, like, they just have more known commodities, I think, going into this game. There's more, their stars are playing. Only one guy's opted out. Jack Campbell, who's a superstar linebacker, is playing. Riley Moss, super senior. He's going to get drafted. He's playing. Sam Laporta, who's going to be one of the top tight ends in the NFL draft this year. He's playing. Like, their guys are playing in this game. So, for Kentucky, like, I think for them to win it, they have to create explosives. That could be with Destin Way running around making something happen or getting the ball to Barry and Brown, Dan Key in space and creating big chunk plays in a pass game. If they can't do that, it's going to be hard, very hard for them to win, in my opinion. Yeah, and this is not the kind of defense, too, that is going to give Destin Way a ton of those opportunities. Mm-hmm. Take advantage of breakdowns, right? Like we, you, you aren't going up against Louisville or, you know, insert your traditional – uh, ACC opponent that we they, we often see in these games, right, where they can have some defensive breakdowns, um, pocket collapses. He's able to squirt free and get like th- this is a disciplined bunch. Like the strength is in what they do, and they do it well. And they've got two awesome linebackers in Benson and Jack Campbell, yeah. who I mean they're combined for more than two hundred tackles this year. Campbell's an All American, best linebacker in the country. Yeah, so, I think it's from a game and. I think Stoops was alluding to you have to recognize that with this team you're playing in Iowa. Um, zone heavy defense, four down front, uh, mostly do a good job of keeping things in front, but they do play some like more press qu- quarters covers so they can get on top of people in the pass game. But they're just really good at what they do. They're extremely well coached. They, they're as good as any defense in college football at just executing the assignment and knowing like the weaknesses of their defense. They're just really, they play really, really smart. They don't miss tackles. They get you, like, you're in second and eight, third and seven a lot against this group, and it just makes life difficult. But for Kentucky, you have a pretty good defense, too. And you got you can make the case Iowa was the worst offense in Power 5 football this year. Mm-hmm. They don't, like, there's no weapons out there at receiver for Iowa. I mean, it's really Laporta, and that's it. Laporta, two and 84. Sam Laporta at tight end, number 84, and Caleb Johnson, number two at tailback. Those are the two guys you got to slow down. If you're able to slow those guys down, it's going to be very, very hard for Iowa to score. And then it becomes like a field position turnover type game, right? If whoever uh, Kentucky could be up against it because Tory Taylor, Iowa's punter, is elite. Their kicker is yeah. 16 of 18 this year. His two misses were from 40-plus yards. Um, so he's been really dependable. And we've seen, you know, Kentucky's been very up or down. But I do think Wilson Berry's been pretty good at punter since he's come in and taken over another Australian. Uh, so that'll be – you can very much see – I think it's very important for Kentucky. You want to be aggressive early, but you cannot be afraid to settle in and get into, a, you know, a fist fight. Field right? possession game. Okay. And, it, like, staying within one possession is not the worst thing. You know, just hanging around, and then if you can go make a play. Um, because it may it may come down to who can make more plays between Joey Labus, Iowa starter, um, and Destin Way, Kentucky starter. And so we'll just have to see how that works out. Yeah, and even though Wade is wet behind the ears, he does not have any in-game college experience, just a true freshman, he does have some weapons that can create big plays. So even if it's uh, – I know it's a daunting defense, but like even if it's just a tunnel screen, you know, to Barry on Brown, or you, you can at least see a scenario, see a world where those guys can, can get loose and bust a big play. What I don't want to happen, um, Barion has really enjoyed his homecoming. They've they've put him front and center 
Um, he was walking down Broadway the other day in the uniform. That's how they kind of rolled out. The Kentucky's going to be wearing all blue. Um, it's been very cool. Then they had the, uh, the the party at the Wild Horse. He was up there dancing like a fool, uh, having a good time. So I, uh, I just hope that he had that big game against Ole Miss. And then the following week, Will Levis was out. They tried to get him the ball early and often, and it felt like he was doing too much. I just don't well, – let the game come to you, Barry. I know this is a big moment, yeah. and we all want to see you star. But, you want- like, I don't, I don't, I don't want the, the field flipping stuff that can turn into a negative 20-yard play. And there's your, your field position flip, right? Like, yeah. you, you don't need that. You want the Barry and Brown from the Georgia Bowl game. It just kind of didn't – didn't feel like he was trying to do too much, but they were force feeding him, and he was making plays. He was beating good defenses in coverage and good and making play and making the catches, good tough mm-hmm. catches. That's the Ray Brown you want to see. You don't want to see like him trying to right do too much, like the South Carolina where he yeah went back and forth, and you don't want to see that. You just got to play, you know, play within the offense, and that's like Destin White. You have to worry about that too. Like first start at home. You know, he's probably got a lot of people on his ear. Yeah. At you least know. the he way knows the guy. Well, he knows the guy's coming, right? That's coming in the start next year. Mm-hmm. And so this is really like, I think he's probably looking at it as a huge opportunity for him. Right, right. If he goes out and plays well against a good Iowa defense, then he's really got a case to be a true number two quarterback and potentially Kentucky starter. Like in his mind, I'm thinking in 2024. Yeah. When he's a red shirt sophomore. Yeah, red shirt sophomore. Correct. And so this is a big opportunity, I think, for him if he can go out and get some things done. So uh, it's a lot at stake in that regard, I would say. But, yeah, I mean. The, the one good thing, though, like it with the Wades is that how do, I, don't, I don't know how – like that, their mentality isn't – like they don't strike me as kids that would ever get too big-headed. Like they're very mm-hmm. kind of soft-spoken, uh, matter-of-fact, straightforward workers you know like i I, mm-hmm. I can't see the the moment being too big but what i do what i do legitimately worry about is is he going how much help is he actually going to get in the running game because yeah because here's the thing they got some there's some big boys over there uh I, I think as you put it like they got a bunch of dudes who look like they hang out at roosters yes uh, i mean they got some some big SOBs. Might as well like, be the Fern Creek Hawkeyes. <laughs> I mean, it's – and Kentucky doesn't have a guy that's just going to erase mistakes because that's what Chris Rodriguez – he erased mistakes for this offensive line. And it might be a little different if they're getting in more inside zone stuff and, and instead of what they done did throughout most of the season. But – Tom McClain is he, – he, I, th- I think he played well in November. Like I, I thought he really started to have some explosive runs there in the season. I think he was averaging something like six yards a carry. It's um, just the efficiency with Jutan. Yes. He runs hard. He creates some explosives, but there's a lot of one and zero yard runs, which is not all his fault because um, the lines of yards before contact have not, it's not been a good number for Kentucky. No. The line has struggled in that regard. So yeah, you you worry about that, but like, and, and the then Lavelle Wright, the other guy that we're going to see, yeah, we've only seen a very small sample size. I haven't of him. seen him in like, you know, two three I mean, months it, since October probably. It was when Chris was out, and when we saw him, he 
it's just it wasn't wasn't working very well. Mm-hmm. It was it was a little underwhelming. Left you wanting a lot more. So he looks like a guy that can rip through some tackles, um, but we just haven't seen it. I mean, he looks the part. We, we watched him leaving the field the other day, and it's just like, she's Luis. But it it hasn't been there yet. So you're you're asking a lot from a running game that you just haven't seen much from when it's not Chris Rodriguez just carrying dudes. Yeah, and I do think it's important to recognize with Wade, Mr. Football winner, Class 6A, largest classification in the state of Tennessee, rushed for 2,308 yards and 30 touchdowns as a season. I mean, that's, that, those numbers are nuts. And then he passed for fourteen, a little over 1,400 yards and 18 touchdowns. I mean, in many ways, he was a run-first quarterback in high school. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a run-first quarterback on Saturday afternoon at Nissan Stadium. And if he can give Kentucky, and that can really help in this game because the old rushing yards battle could be the difference. And if you look oh, at Iowa's, you look at Iowa's, Stoops, the Mark Stoops' favorite stat. You look at Iowa's schedule, Nick. They have not played a dual threat quarterback, not one. I mean, it, it's been all traditional drop back passers that they've played. And in the Big Ten, there's a lot of guys who can't or aren't moving very well who are just Stashing. standing in there in the pocket. Yep. And that Tater Morgan, di- Aiden O'Connell, uh, the Illinois guy, like just statues. This is going to be a different situation. I think Iowa will probably be able to adjust as the game goes on, but it could be like you may be able to catch them early, which could be huge in the game. So that that it's something to watch out for. And like you're alluding to, like it's going to be a run-heavy approach, I think, here. And then they're probably going to try to do some creative stuff in the passing game. Maybe like throwback screens. I think you could see a couple gadget plays here. Yeah, and then so we'll see how it all shakes out. I'm um, tough game to not have Josh Caddis. They care to really use that blocking yeah. aspect that he brings. Yeah, they're on the edge, especially with the QB run element. I mean, Caddis and Bates, arguably two of your top end line blockers. Um, I do like when you mentioned Wade Staff. The other part that's I think good for fans and good for Kentucky. It's going to be good to actually see him in a setting like, like, because with a running quarterback, you just don't know how good he is in practice. You're not tackling him. So, like, yeah, how can he break tackles? Can he, how good is he at getting away from guys? Is he smart enough to throw the ball away? Um, those are the kind of things you, that can really only be tested in a game. Ideally, it would not be against this defense. That's, you know, top five in efficiency in the country. I I, I couldn't find the latest SP plus. I, I saw him at second um, at one point, but e- either way, it. I'll pull it up for you. Just give me a second here. Yeah, oh, got to get the charts out. They're number two defense. Number two. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. One thing I'm I'm curious to see too is the field going to fall apart like half these other bowl game fields. Well, the Titans and Cowboys did a number on it on a rainy Thursday night in Nashville. That field is already. As we should know this back when, like, Croker Field, Commonwealth Stadium was grass, it would get pretty chewed up by the end of the year. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I think yeah. the same is the case here in Nashville. I mean, it gets that grass gets pretty chewed up. I mean, it's it gets – after Thanksgiving, it gets close to toast. Yeah. And well, so, and- it, looked, it looked pretty cooked on Thursday night, and I think it's going to be pretty cooked here, which will be the final game because the Titans are at the Jaguars. Yeah. Next weekend. Well, I guess if they won the game, they would have a playoff game, but 
I mean, with Josh Dobbs at quarterback. Never say never. He he wasn't bad last night. We we were out and about on the town, uh, hopping from place to place, watching the ball games. Um, a lot of Cowboys fans down here, and a good a lot of Cowboys. I mean, I've seen a lot more Iowa fans. Right, right. Which I think you would expect, um, just because. I mean, when do they go to Nashville? Kentucky fans. That I I I, I have a feeling if you were going to get Kentucky fans, they would come down Friday. Stay the night, maybe leave, or or Friday, Saturday, do one of those, or just, you know, if you're in Western Kentucky, just a quick trip for a day. I mean, or if you could get a hotel on New Year's Eve, it's so expensive just staying for one night, getting here, mm-hmm. going to the game, checking in a hotel, and then doing whatever you like to do on New Year's Eve. But yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to be a huge Kentucky crowd. I don't think there's number one there's the the duo basketball game, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, it's Nashville on New Year's Eve. I think. You know, people talk about how Nashville is a favorite, Big Blue Nation's favorite city, but I do think there's a little bit of fatigue because we go there all the time. Yes. I mean, you, you're there every other year for a college football game. Like, Kentucky's playing Vanderbilt down there. SEC tournament's down there a bunch. We haven't had it there in a little bit. But it's not like Kentucky never goes to Nashville. This is the sixth time they've played in this bowl game. Right. And so – and then the opponent. Like, it doesn't – I think if Kentucky is playing, like – Wisconsin, I think there's more buzz from their aspect for this game, but they're playing Iowa again, and we just we've done all that that right. I mean, we can't even write the Mark Stoops stories anymore, right? I mean, like, there's no it's we know who Iowa is. It's just a little it's weird um, in Iowa. You, like this is the closest ball game for them, like for the Big Ten tie-ins is Nashville. Um, so I think there's some buzz for that, and there's not the head head to head. You know, they're not playing Iowa State in basketball. Yeah. On Saturday afternoon. Man, their basketball team stinks though. Well they got crushed by Nebraska. We know we know how it feels right now. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. We uh I, the the other I mean, just the uniqueness of it too. Like that that is part of the bowl games that makes it fun is just playing somebody different that you don't normally do. That the meeting against Iowa last year was the first well, time the two programs had ever met. And going to these games like, it's fun to kind of, like, learn about other, these other fan bases. Mm-hmm. How they act, culturally, what it – learning their cheers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, we, get, we got to do that last year. Now you don't get to – now you don't get yeah. to do that. that now that stinks. I th- from a fan – for me, going to the, a lot of bowl games over the years, um, that was kind of the more interesting part, I would say, and going somewhere different. Um, it's just we've been to Nashville so much, I just think. Yeah. This is what it is, um, and so I don't. And the Kentucky didn't have a great season, right? It's not like um, if they were nine and three instead of seven and five. Even if they were in the same bowl game, people would be a lot more excited. Yeah, yeah. And then Kentucky's opt outs too. I mean, that doesn't help the situation. You got the best players opting out. Yep. Everybody like Iowa and Kentucky are very similar. And I've mentioned this already. Like they have both kind of moved on to next year. Cade McNamara at Iowa, Devin Leary at Kentucky. We got our guy. Let's roll. You know, let's put this year behind us. We figured it out. We won games. We got to a bowl game. We didn't let it on both sides totally cater or crater for us. Um, but we need to let's move on. And, like, we think we might have something here. And let's keep this momentum going, um, in, like, after step back years. Uh, but first, they've got to play a game against each other, you know. And that, that, that's, that just makes this an interesting type of game um, to me. 
a little unusual. Uh, we saw Spencer Petrus down here. He's got his arm in a sling. He tore his rotator cuff and his labrum, so mm -hmm. his shoulders beat to hell. But he's coming back. So, yeah, that very yeah. much seems like he really likes it, Iowa, and he probably gets to go be a backup quarterback next year. He's in he's the Blue Mountain State deal. That's a kid who's had a lot of pressure on him, Nick. Like he's not he's been the most popular player. Mm -hmm. He's gotten booed by his own fans. Um, he's had to play for, you know, not a very good offensive coordinator. They haven't had hardly any weapons at receiver. And now he can just – he can help McNamara with his transition. He's probably wanting to get into coaching, I would imagine. Maybe that's the move, stay there and – Warning to Brian Ferentz. <laughs> Or the new OC, whoever that might be there in Iowa City. Yeah, Brian Ferentz. Uh, so, yeah, OC that, for life. You don't see that, but that I, Iowa kind of, you know. There there was a stuff with Doyle that they thought, like, the culture might get wrecked. Uh, but it doesn't seem like it has. It seems like that, like, they have a type of player. They recruit in the Midwest. They get them, and they just, it just fits there for them, and it works. Um, and it's won a lot of football games, and I don't think that's going to stop. They're still going to win. They're still going to figure it out. Hell, they've won with that as bad as you can get on offense. They just figure it out, and they find pros on defense. Like, they find three stars. They find walk-ons. They develop them in the pros. Like, Riley Moss was a walk-on. He's going to get drafted. Jack Campbell was just a mid-three-star recruit from Cedar Falls, Iowa, and he's going to be – he just won the Lombardi. Um, Sam Laporta was a low-three-star tight end from the Chicago suburbs, and he's going to – be one of the first tight ends drafted. I mean, they just find good football players there in the Midwest, and they run a system that fits to them, and they kind of fit in, I guess, that Iowa blue-collar toughness culture. That's, that's the way they roll. Um, you mentioned Laporta. Did, have we mentioned – I don't think we've mentioned anywhere that he's, he's their backup quarterback for this game. Yeah, and he's also, like – this also – links to just, like, buy-in and maybe effort level and wanting to win this game. Like, Laporta tore his meniscus, Nick, on, in the last game of the year. He had his knee scoped, and he's playing in this game. Like, he's going to be preparing for the draft here after this game, but he's going and playing. Well, I guess he could come back, but I would assume he would go, go pro because he's going to be top 100 pick. But, like, he's playing. Like, that's just – yeah, that's kind of Iowa's mindset going into this game. Their dudes are playing. And they, the other aspect that we haven't mentioned um, that Kentucky has reminded them of, uh, I was probably got a taste for revenge. Yeah. Uh, they, they lost. They had victory slip through their fingers last year where, I mean, Iowa really could, took control of that ball, ball game in the third quarter down by 10. And was it 10 or 13? Um, either I think way. It was 13 3 at half. That, that sounds right. 13 3 at half. Um, but they 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 probably felt feel like they let that game slip away. They were the better team. Now they get a chance at revenge. And yes, it's different. Uh, the players are different. Kentucky's best aren't playing, but they're still going to want to go out there and win that ball game. And I'm I'm, I'm worried that uh, that that non conference winning streak got started after a trip to Music City. I'm I'm, I'm worried that uh, another trip to Music City might end it. Yeah, I'm very much like I don't know if we're gonna do our little prediction column, but I'll probably have I'll probably pick Iowa. I just think it just lines up for them in this game. 
I think the one saving grace. What if Labus just stinks, right? <laughs> yeah, if, yeah. Yeah. What if he's just terrible? Um, which, which I don't think but, but I mean that they've won with their quarterback right. playing this terrible. You know, right? They they figured out a way. They'll and if they have to, they'll just run it a bunch. Um, one big concern for me, Nick, like Kentucky couldn't stop the run the last three weeks of the year. Vanderbilt, Georgia, and Louisville all had success running the football. Yeah, and Kentucky was awesome stopping the run against Missouri, and it just disappeared. Like that, Missouri, like that has to come back. They have to stop the run. If they, if Caleb Johnson goes out here and runs for buck forty-five on twenty-five carries, it's going to yeah. be a long day. Yeah, like, you know they're just not. It's going to be tough. I was going to have control of the game. They're probably going to get a lot of fill, you know, at least field goal opportunities for a good kicker. And Kentucky's probably going to be playing from behind, and they're going to have to throw more than they probably want to. Um, so that's really that's an important part of this aspect. Because um, I know Iowa can stop the run. They've shown it. But can Kentucky, the last three games, was not good uh, against the run. And that's, that has to get better. Because pass defense really not a, a big deal here. Because they don't, like we talked about, the receivers for Iowa are pretty rough shape. Laporta's good, but he's a tight end. You know, he's not going to create a bunch of explosives. And you can kind of key in on him. But you got to stop the run. You know, you got to stop number two. And so can can they do that? They haven't been able to do it the last couple of games. So that is a concern for me going into this. I know what can help get those concerns to go away, Adam Luckett. A little bit of some something from our friends at Port Royal Plants, all organic natural CBD made right here. No, not here. We're in Tennessee, made in the bluegrass, made in Kentucky, portroyalplants.com, full spectrum CBD. They got all the che- products. Check them out today big shout out to port royal plants for sponsoring 11 personnel look at um we, we've had a, a decent time out here in nashville um I, I, I will warn kentucky fans if you're coming down here the usual watering hole has has become the official iowa bar um the the tin roof on broadway is it's all iowa they, they, they were playing the men's basketball game, the women's basketball game. They got a Hawkeye on the Bud Light tap. Um, Iowa fans everywhere. Apparently the owners and Iowa grads. So, they're I mean, they're doing – I mean, it's like they got Matt Jones. They're Matt Jones coming down there and doing pregame and postgame shows. So, if you're if you're playing in the typical routine, I'm, I'm afraid you're going you're gonna to run into a, a Tiger Hawk a buzzsaw. Because uh, it's it's all black and yellow uh, there at, at the Tin Roof on Broadway. Yeah, I think I was going to have a pretty good crowd down here. I mean, the early turns, there was a good chunk. And then a lot of people are going to come in today. Like, if you're doing the bowl trip, it's probably two nights, right? Yep. yep. Come in the 30th, stay 31st, go home on the 1st. So what does that look like? I think a lot of Iowa fans are going to roll in. And I'll be interested to see. Because um, Kentucky is going to be a more late arriving crowd. I think there will be a lot of people just drive down for the game. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be a strong Iowa presence here. Let's uh, check the forecast, too, because there for a while they were calling for AM showers. And right now it's looking like, um, let's see here, we can get hourly forecast out. That's the beauty of doing it so close to it. And uh, 60% chance of rain in the morning. That kind of dips off, but it's it's probably going to be a wet one. So, Hold on that football, Destin Wade. <laughs> Hold on to that football. And uh, wet one with, you know, a grass field that just had a wet game, right? Yeah, yeah. It's gonna, the footing's not going to be great, I don't think. 
out there on Saturday afternoon. Nope, nope. But it has been uh, great hanging out here in Nashville for a few days, uh, getting to see the sights, I, even though we've done it before. Like, never a bad time. Those hot dogs on Broadway are still outstanding. Uh, $9 beers in some places. Man, that was cheapest that was we $7. I think the cheapest we found was six. Yeah, $6 was your, your cheapest beer. Um, we did get a happy hour where they were only four at the assembly food hall, but that place is cool. That's, that's newer. That place is, that place is pretty awesome. But, um, yeah, best of luck, everybody. Uh, <laughs> you're going to need it. Take out a loan. Yeah. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Um, but we're going to cut this one a little bit shorter than normal. We'll obviously be back here on the KSR YouTube page, uh, Saturday after the game for rapid reactions. We've got football rapid reactions, basketball rapid reactions, a busy, busy couple of days for the Big Blue Nation. We appreciate you joining us for all of it. Uh, he's Adam Luckett. I'm Nick Roush. This is Kentucky – no, not Kentucky Roll Call. 11 personnel.